Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Creepin' in the Basement with me, Hot Carl. Now, we cover a few things in a very short amount of time. We cover Robert F. Kennedy. We cover people dying in the hands of the police, depression forums, fights, all the good shit, all in one compact episode. All right? Hope you like it. Hello, how are you, sir? Everything's good. Where are there blunts? Where's the blunts? <laughs> Oh yes, it is I, said he. Young Carl coming back to you in this mother... Y'all already know what it is, young hot Carl in this hoe. Solo, two weeks in a row, not giving a single fuck. I have some people lined up for you, don't worry about it, okay? I know some of you motherfuckers don't like listening to me by myself. I know your comments, I read them shits, I read your DMs, bastards. Trying to make me feel bad and shit. Why don't you have a guest? You fucking suck by yourself. Kill yourself. Depressed piece of shit. Fuck y'all. Alright? I read them shits. Old anonymous asses. Still listening though. So I don't give no fucks. I got some people lined up. Okay? Don't you haters worry about it. Everybody that's been listening to me. Giving giving positive feedback. You know what I mean? Thank you. You're going to have to put up one more of these, but, you know, I guarantee you we're going to have some new people coming out. I got, I'm got i a freestyle for you because I know you motherfuckers love that. Freestyle and shit. <clears throat> Happy Gay Pride month. Why the fuck do they need a month? A whole goddamn month. You can't do it just a day. We should have Happy Gay Hour. You know what I mean? And make it five hours, like like Happy Hour. Like a gay happy hour. Anywhere you go, you just you if if a gay man hits on you, you gotta suck his dick. For five hours. So all straight men go back into the motherfucking house, you keep your ass home and let those five hours pass. But anybody with a dick, or anybody that, that's a woman that likes other women, go outside, have at it. Sex in the streets, goddammit. Gay happy hour. They do get a month, uh, so that gives me a lot of time to get a few gay people on here. We can ask them cool shit, you know. But it's gonna be a while until I get somebody on here, just because. On this day in history, June fifth, okay, June fifth, nineteen sixty-eight, in Los Angeles, California. In front of uh, what is it the 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 Ambassador Hotel in L.A. President John F. Kennedy was shot and murdered. He was celebrating his successful campaign in the California primary elections, where he was seeking to not to be nominated for the U.S. president. Now, 
He was murdered by a 24-year-old man. A lot of people don't know this. I thought his killer was white. But he was a 24-year-old Palestinian immigrant. man's name was Saran Saran. Who, to this day, by the way, to this day, I need a soundboard, y'all. I need a soundboard so I can press these damn buttons get the, as everybody gets the reference. Who, to this day, remains incarcerated for this crime. You know what that means? That means he has haters, all right? This man has come up for parole plenty of times. And every single fucking time, they tell him no. I, I, I need you guys to understand this. It has been 50 years, okay? Just a little over 50 years. Matter of fact, 51 fucking years. 1968, it is now 2019, and motherfuckers is still talking about who killed Robert F. Kennedy. Still. 50 goddamn years, they have a man that's wasted 50 years of his life in a fucking prison cell, and people are still mourning the death of Robert F. Kennedy. Get it together, people. Why? When in 2018, just last fucking year, matter of fact, six months ago, if you want to keep it technical, 992 people were shot and killed by police. Matter of fact, in the six months that this year has been up, 390 people have been shot and killed by police in 2019. And motherfuckers still talking Robert F. Kennedy. Get this shit out of my fucking face. All right? Ain't no conspiracy here, bitch. Ain't no second gunman theory. Ain't no security guard shooting the motherfucker theory. Ain't no Manchurian candidate. Ain't no woman in the polka dot dress. Ain't no fucking fuzzy knoll or whatever the fuck they call that grassy hill. Don't nobody give a fuck about none of this shit, man. There's people dying every single goddamn day in the hands of police. Now, I, I, now let's, let's get this straight. I don't hate the police. All right? You can't hate the police. Even though I grew up believing that the police is the enemy. You got you to understand why. Motherfuckers is abusive. But I know there's good police out there because just a few days ago, the cop could have took my car. I ain't got no license. <laughs> the cop could have took my shit. But instead, he served me with a little subpoena. Told me to get my ass to court, let me keep my shit, let me drive it home. And that's the power of living in Santa Monica. You don't have to be white to be privileged, people. You just gotta get shit right. That's a fucking astounding number if you think about it. Yo, 992 people, bro. Like... Okay, let's take the smaller of the numbers, okay? 390 people have been shot and killed by police in the 2019. I get consistently, on a consistent basis, I get just a little bit under 390 people to listen to this podcast. That's a lot of motherfucking people in my eyes. Of course, nowadays, you know, you got fucking Instagrammers that got like a million plus you know what I mean? Bitches with big booties and shit that be getting like two milli. And that's fine. That's cool because, you know, I subscribe to them all too. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a hater. But I'm just saying like, bro, 390 people have been murdered by police in 2019. Did some of them deserve it? Maybe. I doubt it though. Niggas got tasers. You can't tase nobody? Get the fuck out of my face. 2019, if you're asking me, which, uh, newsflash, nobody's asking me shit, 
All right, motherfuckers, leave me a voice message on anchor.fm slash CIB. All right, leave me a question. Leave me a comment. I might feature you on the goddamn podcast. Look, enough of you motherfuckers listen to this to where I should be getting more engagement, right? And to all my Asian people, all the Chinese listeners, I'm telling you guys like this right now. I don't know why the fuck you're listening to me <laughs> unless you're trying to learn English. And I'm going to tell you like this. You're not learning the right English here, bro. I'm sorry. Also, my Australian listeners, I know you motherfuckers, come on now. I need the Australian population to come through. I'm waiting to hit that Central American market, man. That's what the fuck I need. I need I need midgets. I need little brown midgets to be hitting me up in Spanish. What the fuck was I talking about? I forgot. Oh, yeah, the police. Fuck them. Uh... Let's get into a little bit of uh, shitting my pants. I've been uh, uploading a few questions in forums. <laughs> Just to let you guys know what, what it is that I'm doing. There's a few forums that I'm on right now. And I'm trying to get a few uh, good shitted, shitted my pants stories. And most of the times people don't be telling on themselves. But they do be fucking airing out people that they know. <laughs> so... This is the original question. The original question is, when's the last time you shit your pants? Looking for good, quote, shitted my pants stories, unquote. <laughs> Whether accidental or intentional, in public or in private, runny or solid, we'd love to hear your story. Submit your story directly to this thread or send an anonymous or proudly claim your story. Audio recording to the link anchor.fm slash CIB. Awareness is important, and sometimes all people need is to know that they are not alone. First response comes from someone uh, whose username is just a dash. Like the actual dash. Lame. But they write, my ex-boyfriend didn't once. Right? And I'm like, please, bitch, do tell. He was meeting my brother for the first time. <laughs> we got Buffalo Wild Wings. A very underrated uh, bubblegut giver. It, it really gets under the radar, Buffalo Wild Wings, because their food is fucking bomb. And all these damn sports and beers. So you can never really blame it on the food, but you're about to have a gnarly shit. He was meeting my brother for the first time. We got Buffalo Wild Wings. Everything was good until we got in the truck. An old Chevy that broke down all the time. It was snowing, and we got stuck with my brother in the car. He started to push the truck to get it going and shit his pants right in the snow. It was every... <laughs> he started to push the truck to get going and shit his pants right in the snow. <laughs> It was everywhere on the ground around his feet. <laughs> so he went into the woods and rubbed his butt through the snow. <laughs> to clean. Ooh, God damn. All right. All right. Let's assess the situation right now. He was meeting the brother. Okay, so first and foremost... <laughs> 
This is a first impression, okay? You're meeting the brother. That means you already got through not shitting in front of your girlfriend, okay? Or boyfriend. I don't know if this is a girl. I'm just assuming it's a girl. Happy Gay Pride Month, everybody. It was meeting my brother for the first time. We got Buffalo Wild Wings. Everything was going good until we got in the truck. An old Chevy that broke down all the time. It was snowing. Pause. It was snowing. Okay, it's snowing and you're in an old Chevy truck that's about to break the fuck down. We got stuck with my brother in the car. He started to push the truck to get it going and shit his pants right in the snow. So this means that this man has put forth such a valiant effort to get this truck going that he lost all function of his sphincter and just released anal hell <laughs> on his pants or shorts because it was everywhere on the ground <laughs> around his feet who the fuck wears shorts who the fuck wears shorts in the snow okay he deserves this shit <laughs> it was everywhere on the ground around his feet so and and it's splattery watery shit so <laughs> So, A, you know that's uncomfortable as all fucking hell. You know it's uncomfortable. And B, it's going to be really hard to clean this up. So what does he do? He he went into the woods and rubbed his butt through the snow to clean it up. So he decided to do his best impersonation of a dog with worms and rubbed his asshole all over snow on the floor. Not going to lie, pretty genius. I'd probably just scoop it and then wipe my hands in the snow. But that's just me. Eventually, we got the car going and he rode home wearing my brother's underpants. <laughs> Was a wonderful first impression. See, now, okay, I get it. I get it. So he probably, the brother probably took his pants off, took his underwear off, somewhere secluded in the fucking, in the snow. And then he gave him the underpants because he's like, fuck it, bitch. Look, if you're going to shit on anything... You're going to shit on my underwear. And there's no way I'm the one looking stupid giving you my pants and I'm in the underwear. Fuck all that. You look stupid. Bow. Put on these tantarans, bitch. Dash, thank you so much for your story. That was, that was amazing. Now, we do have, uh, we do have a little bit to talk about here, okay? I have tried to open a uh, a forum about depression to try to see if I can get people to talk to me about their depression, right? And it's been going a certain route that I didn't expect. Now, last episode, I'm sure everybody noticed or everybody remembers that I spoke about my depression and about how I uh, I self-diagnosed myself as uh, as manic depressive. I have really high highs. Hey, hello. And then I have really low lows. Like, fuck, man. Fuck everything. Right? So, I opened up this forum. And it it's attracted some people. Okay? And the people it's attracted have... Let's keep it 100. They kind of low-key make me feel better about myself because I have no idea what the fuck is going on in this forum. 
This is how the forum starts. Dealing with depression? Question mark. Have you recently been dealing with depression? Dealing with a loss? Relative? Intimate relationship? Job? Etc. Having issues reaching certain goals? Dealing with compulsive masturbation? And by the way, before you motherfuckers start laughing, that's a serious fucking thing, okay? It really is. I, compulsive masturbation can make you very, very sad. Very depressed. I'm telling you. Men and women. Dealing with compulsive masturbation or have you been experiencing really low drive towards life in general? Me. Whether it's diagnosed or not, we'd love to hear and share your story to help spread awareness. All stories would be shared anonymously unless the submission specifies otherwise. You can respond to this thread directly or send an anonymous audio recording to the link anchor.fm slash CIB. First, everybody was asking, how much does it pay? I'm like, bitch, I don't know. I don't really pay, but like, I'll shit in a sock and mail it to you if you're down. <laughs> People don't like that. They don't like jokes. And then it started going this route. This man named Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dash Dumpty, no P. Do you think being discriminated because of a disability for 40 plus years would cause depression? I think that was a legitimate question. I think he might actually be asking me something. And now it's transgressed into pure disgust. What pills could I take for disgustedness? Although they fed me shit pills for 10 years thinking they could shrink my brain to the size of a pea, would it work? Now, that was the very first one that I read and I was like, Oh shit. I just realized what the fuck I attracted. I attracted people with serious, serious depression. Do you think being discriminated because of a disability for 40 plus years would cause depression? Do you guys understand what that means? That means that this person, if the person is real, has had a disability, whatever it is, for 40 plus years, and I don't think they mean discriminated in the sense of like, you know, you're not getting the same opportunities. Well, maybe, but I'm assuming he says like discriminating as in like almost judging, you know, when, when, when I think discriminating, discriminating against a disability, I think of judgment. I think of people probably treating you a little different than a regular person, you know, like let's say it's a crippling disability and this person can't walk or this person can't can't fix their face, you know what I mean, maybe, you know, shit like that, people treat you different, and then I think to myself, like, 40 plus years, going through that shit, day in, day out, 40 plus fucking years, and now it's trans, now it's transgressed into pure disgust, that means that this person over 40 years has now been disgusted by the way that he's being treated by other people. And I think to myself, God damn it, that's real depression. I just hit highs and then I hit lows. Like this man, woman, whatever, happy pride. This this person is going through some very serious mental mental issues. Like being treated differently for 40 plus years is is would cause some serious, serious mental health behavior. And you can kind of see it in the way that this person wrote 
the questions. Although they fed me shit pills for 10 years thinking they could shrink my brain to the size of a pea. Almost schizophrenia if you think about it. But I mean, fuck man, if you've been taking pills for 10 plus years, like you would think that you'd have some type of disability. It's crazy to think, man, we, we, we should all be grateful for the shit that we have, you know? Yeah, I got a little bit of depression, man, but I haven't been discriminated for 40 plus years, and now I'm not purely disgusted by people in general. That must be a tough thing to go through, and I hope that Humpty Dumpty No Pee finds some type of comfort. Because it's tough, man. It's tough. Could you imagine? 40 plus years of, uh, of a disability and people treat you different and now you're depressed. And not only are you depressed, but you've been taking pills for 10 plus years and now you're just disgusted by everything. I invited Humpty Dumpty to uh, direct message me. I would like Humpty Dumpty to be my friend. I'd like to talk to him. You know, be cool with him. Shit like that. And we'll see. We'll see if he responds. He hasn't responded anyway, but somebody wrote, Godfrey, 70, wrote, I don't think I can help you, dot, dot, dot. Can anyone? Solid question, Mr. Godfrey. Then this weird-ass granny 52 wrote back, it apparently worked, sweetie. Disabled? Are you a dwarf or something? A lot of dwarfs and other quote, disabled, unquote, folk get their own TV shows these days. Or they have these internet things where you put cameras all over your house and pay, and people pay money to watch you just go about your daily life. You could make a lot of money, you know, and be famous. Now, the way that Granny52 worded that comes across as a little aggressive. Almost... Almost like what Humpty Dumpty was talking about. Probably talking about how people treat him different. You know, being discriminated against. So what if he's a dwarf? It's fucking disabled. That's a disability, dog. And then Humpty Dumpty, you know, responded. Humpty Dumpty went ham. He's like, what worked, Gran? Please explain it to me. In simple terms so I can understand it. I think you're out of touch. Ooh, Humpty Dumpty going ham. Granny 52 came back with some other bullshit she quoted Humpty Dumpty and wrote although they fed me shit pills for 10 years thinking they could shrink my brain to the size of a pea question mark quote unquote then um then then she wrote a fucking <laughs> granny 52 wrote a poem and the poem goes The owl and the pussycat went to sea in a beautiful pea-green boat. They took some honey and plenty of money wrapped up in a five-pound note. The owl looked up to the stars above and sang to a small guitar. Oh, lovely pussy, oh, pussy, my love, what a beautiful pussy you are. You are, you are, what a beautiful pussy you are. Pussy said to the owl, you elegant fowl, how charming, sweet you sing. Oh, let us be married. Too long we have tarried, but what shall we do for a ring? They sailed away for a year and a day to the land where the bong tree grows. And there in a wood, a piggy wig stood with a ring at the end of its nose. 
His nose, his nose, what a ring at the end of his nose. Dear pig, are you willing to sell for one shilling your ring? Said the piggy, I will. So they took it away and were married next day by the turkey who lives on the hill. They dined on mice and slice of... They dined on mines. On what? They dined on mince and slices of quiche. When they ate with a runcible spoon. And hand in hand on the edge of the sand they danced by the light of the moon. The moon, the moon. They danced by the light of the moon. Edward Lear. No fucking idea what that has to do with depression. Absolutely no fucking idea. An owl and a pussycat went to sea in a beautiful pea green boat. They took some honey and plenty of money wrapped up in a five pound note. The owl took up to the stars above and sang to a small guitar. Oh, lovely pussy, oh, pussy, my love, what a beautiful pussy you are. You are, you are, what a beautiful pussy you are. Pussy said to the owl, you elegant fowl, how charmingly sweet you sing. Oh, let us be married, too long have we tarried, but what shall we do for a ring? They sailed away for a year and a day to the land where the bong tree grows, and there in a the wood a piggy wig stood with a ring at the end of his nose. His nose, his nose, with a ring at the end of his nose. Dear pig, are you willing to sell for one shilling your ring? Said the piggy, I will. So they took it away and were married next day by the turkey who lives on the hill. They dined on mints on and slices of quince. I don't know what the fuck that is. Which they ate with a runcible spoon. And hand in hand on the edge of the sand they danced to the light of the moon. The moon, the moon, they danced by the light of the moon. Edward Lear. Nice fucking poem. I just, I, I don't get it. So, Granny 52, bitch, stop being weird. And then, I mean, this guy named Uno underscore Hugh wrote back, it's you who are pathetic in big, big ass capital letters. You hang out in a forum that's bound to attract people who are struggling and then take cheap shots at the walking wounded in order to posture as if you are somehow superior. I got that vibe too, Uno Hugh. I got that vibe too. Fuck Granny and that beautiful poem. Somebody's going to need to decipher that shit for me because I don't get it. But nonetheless. Nonetheless. It gets intense in here, y'all. Makes you think, man. It may, it makes you be it makes you be a little bit more grateful to know that you're not too far gone, you know. And like I said, I'm not judging anybody that replied in that um, in that forum. But it's it's a peculiar thing to to see how people treat other people, especially when anonymity is uh, is available. How do you treat people when you know that nobody knows who you are? And sometimes the shittier side of humanity comes out. Picking on people that have mental issues. Like Humpty Dumpty, no pee. But yeah, man. If you're depressed, hit me up. Let's talk about it on the pod, man. If you want to stay anonymous, feel free, man. I'll, uh... 
I'll try to uh, I'll try to keep it low key. You know, I'll keep you anonymous. And I think that it would help. I honestly think that it would help to uh, to talk about these types of things. We can build we can build a, uh, a a safe platform for people to talk about certain things that they might have bottled up. You know, you don't necessarily have to be Humpty Dumpty depressed, but shit, you can be you can be Uncle Carl depressed. <laughs> On another one of these forums that um that I started. I uh I made a friend somebody that um that I'm keeping constant contact with um uh, I think that this this forum at the very least turned out to do what I wanted it to do I guess uh this person is now a uh, a faithful listener of the podcast or so or so this person said but um this person uh, uh, wrote back a very a very long and and a very interesting story that um, this person was willing to share, and uh, I hope that this story helps other people, you know, uh, come forward with their stories, and uh, maybe we can, you know, maybe we can create a, a relationship. Like I said, man, I'm I'm really not trying to put anybody out there. You know, I as you can see, I haven't even given out the gender of this person, so I can keep everything 100% anonymous. We can um, you can share, man. If it makes you feel better, we can share. This is a story of uh, depression, of self harm, which of course can lead to suicide. So. Same story, uh, same opening in the forum, and uh, this I, I was replied to by uh, by said person. I can't remember a time when I wasn't feeling sad. I hope I haven't always been, but ever since I was little, I used to think there was always something telling me I was worthless and ugly. I thought my brain was broken. When I grew up, my brother was going through a hard time, and he took it out on me by hitting me very hard. He would call me fat ugly, worthless, terrible. It shaped how I still think of myself to this day. Since he was seven years older than me and I was very young, it affected me badly. My mother and father would ignore me when I was angry or upset. I became older and it seemed like the world was crashing down on me. I hated my life so badly, but I also hated that I was ungrateful. I knew others were in worse positions than me, so I shoved my feelings down. Occasionally, I would just lie on the floor, barely able to breathe, so angry and miserable that I would cry for long periods of time, staring in the mirror and hating myself. I remember when I started to self-harm. The way it stung right before it bled made me feel better. It was like I was releasing pain from my body. When my mother found out about it, she hit me and screamed. I started to cut myself around my ribs and on the sides to hide the marks. I couldn't stop. During this time, I made a lot of friends who made me behave badly. I started to become very sexual, thinking that if boys wanted me, it meant I was beautiful. Goddamn. Woo. I was too young to think like this, but my best friend was doing it, so I decided to. I did things I regretted so much that I still stay up thinking about them. 
I worry that more people will find out and I actually fear that I will be in a lot of trouble, not just with my family. Somehow I feel like someone was taking over my body and making me hate myself and helping me make bad decisions. I started therapy and I hated it at first. I felt too vulnerable, like I wasn't strong and I was so mentally unstable that I deserved to be in an institution. I, I realize I was wrong now. I was very strong. I cried a lot and got very angry at myself when I did. I learned later that this was because my parents have shamed me for crying growing up. That's fucking crazy. I cried a lot and got very angry at myself when I did. I learned later that this was because my parents have shamed me for crying growing up. Crazy shit. My therapist seemed threatening to me and I never fully got comfortable. The lowest point was when I wrote suicide notes. I thought this should, this whew, I thought that I was meant to be the girl who killed herself. I didn't think I had a future. I started to take medicine for my depression and it helped. Fighting with my parents became worse and I was still making horrible decisions with boys at such a young age. My mother made me feel worthless. My father ignored when she would strike me. Eventually, the sadness ebbed away. My irritability started to lessen. I ignored my bad temptations. I was still depressed, but I could handle it. After many different medicines and large upward and downward spikes in my mental health, I became stable. I got closer with friends. I stayed away from relationships until I loved myself. I stopped cutting I stopped wanting the cut. My story is not very well written because I am still ashamed and will not write out the details. I want the readers to know that I am still struggling, that every day is a battle, but I learn how to cope. This is not, exact, this is not exactly a happy ending since I am lonely and still being bullied and harassed for my old behavior. Life doesn't give you happy endings, but you can make the best of it. Having a mental illness is not a bad thing, and if you have one, you're allowed to feel and exist. You are not a burden. Let's read that last part again. Having a mental illness is not a bad thing, and if you have one, you're allowed to feel and exist. You are not a burden. Crazy shit, man. So yeah, this person and I, um, we remain in contact. And... Um, and I appreciate I appreciate this person for uh, for sharing uh, this story. It's crazy to think, man. All I do is go up and down. Nothing, nothing to the point where I would change my change my mentality about myself permanently. You know. This one's a tough one, man. Like from the beginning, from whenever, as long as as long as this person was around, or as long as this person has been around, they've they've thought of themselves as lesser than, and that's very unfortunate. Everybody, everybody should be, everybody should be their own biggest fan. And if nobody else tells you this today, if you're listening to this and you're going through something, just know that. Like this person says, if you have a mental illness, you're allowed to feel. You're allowed to exist. 
and you're not a burden. Nobody's better than you. We're all one. We're all the same. And if you feel like you can use somebody to talk to, remember that I'm here. Intense shit, y'all. Intense shit. Whew. Let's uh, let's go ahead and switch it up a little bit. As most of you may know. There is a brand new heavyweight champion. And he's a fat Mexican. All right, we got Andy Ruiz, the heavyweight champion of the world. All right, Deontay Wilder is the WBC holder. Now, if most of you guys don't know what that means, that's the green belt. That's the belt. That's the one that really matters. Let's keep it 100. There's supposed to be four, but let's keep, let's keep it 100. WBC is the motherfucking belt, Okay. And Deontay Wilder holds that one. Uh, uh, Let me break it down for y'all. Back in the day, Anthony Joshua was just a prospect. As was Deontay Wilder. And the man to beat was a, uh, what is he? What is he, a Russian? I don't know what the fuck he is. Uh, uh, um, Some really big bastard named Vladimir Klitschko. And Vladimir Klitschko was uh, an, just an overwhelming force in the heavyweight division. Now, here comes Tyson Fury. And uh, Tyson Fury gave that man a substantial L. Tyson Fury was, uh, was the, the undisputed heavyweight champ. All the belts. Right? Had a bit of mental issues. Um, you know, dealt with depression. You know? Uh, blew up, had like 300 and something pounds on him, you know, which, I mean, he is a heavyweight, but goddamn, he was big. So, you know, he did a lot of cocaine, uh, you know, partied it up. He's a gypsy. He names himself the Gypsy King. So he, he was living life. Nonetheless, he gives up the belts and uh, Anthony Joshua comes in to fight Vladimir Klitschko. And they have... A stupendous bout. Vladimir Klitschko knocks him on his ass. Uh, 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 Joshua comes back, knocks him on his ass again. Or should I say knocks Klitschko on his ass, then knocks him down again. And then boom, fights over. Brand new heavyweight champ. Vladimir Klitschko retires. And Anthony Joshua has the world in the palm of his fucking hands. Here comes Deontay Wilder. He wins this belt, right? Jesus fucking Christ. That man has been a wrecking ball in the heavyweight division. Knockout after knockout after knockout after knockout. There's only two people he hasn't knocked out, but he has made them touch canvas, which means that he knocked them on their ass. And quite frankly, I swore that he murdered Fury in his last fight. So Anthony Joshua is beating people. You know, he beats Charles Martin, wins that belt. You know, then he beats fucking, uh, who'd he beat? A bunch of nobodies. He beat, he beat Brazil. He beat fucking Parker. He, he beat all these people that picked up all the belts that Fury dropped, right? And now he collected all the belts, and in comes Ruiz. Ruiz, uh, Andy Ruiz, an American, but represents with pride his Mexican heritage. 
he comes in as a last-minute replacement for what was supposed to be a very easy fight for uh, Anthony Joshua. He was going to fight a morbidly overweight uh, heavyweight named Jarrell, or Jerome, Jarrell Miller, Big Baby Miller, Big Bastard. Hits very hard, pretty slow. I've seen him fight, you know. It was supposed to be an easy night for Joshua. The guy tests positive for steroids. Um, the serious shit, too. Test positive for it. Last-minute replacement comes Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz has the chance to make history and change his whole life. And uh, that he fucking did. Uh, Andy Ruiz beat the living shit out of Anthony Joshua. Not without uh, having to weather the storm that is the heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, he did knock him on his ass, if I'm not mistaken, in the third round. Put him down. And then he put Joshua down twice in the third round. They made it all the way to the seventh where Andy Ruiz knocked him on his ass two more times and then the ref called it because Anthony Joshua was not responding. History has been made, y'all. The only other person that has ever reached a peak like that and blew it was uh, Mike Tyson. But here's the thing. Mike Tyson... Mike Tyson was a heavy uh was was a heavy favorite to a heavy underdog. I think like the record was like 40 something to 1. Um because he was just devastatingly knocking people the fuck out. One of the greatest of all time. That man has put forth a substantial amount of knockouts. Struck fear in everyone's hearts to this day. If you watch his knockouts, they are the most violent and brutal ones you you'll ever see. That's why he was a, a heavy favorite, and that's why Buster Douglas was a heavy underdog going into that fight. Now, the difference between um, that and Anthony Joshua is that Anthony Joshua is only taking these bullshit-ass fights. See, he's taking fights that he's supposed to win. He's not taking fights that are like, oh, let's see. You know, he's, he's not winning in substantial fashion. That's, that, that's what Deontay Wilder is doing. He's taking hard fights, and he's winning these shits by knockout. Needless to say, he went into that fight looking a little too relaxed, and he was humbled. Humbled by an overweight hood Mexican, and goddammit, I've never been more happy in my entire life. I got off work, made it for the sixth round, was able to watch that shit happen. Whoo, man. That's the beauty of boxing right there, man. And that's why I feel like boxing should be taught in schools. Every fight, you guys have heard all the episodes where we talk about the, you know, the little fight clubs they had in school and shit. I'm telling you right now, boxing should be taught in school. Martial arts in general should be taught should be taught in schools. There would be a lot less bullying. There would be a lot more confidence, and we would just be overall better human beings. Granted, there are kids that are just born a certain way. They will not put themselves in a physical altercation. That's fine. Nobody says you have to fight. But the confidence that you get from practicing a martial art and and being able to know that you can do anything you want because at the end of the day you can beat some ass. And honestly, that's all it comes down to. It's it, it's some powerful shit, man. I feel like this should teach in at schools. That happened. 
And um, something's about to happen this Friday, something substantial now. Let me teach y'all motherfuckers a little something, something. LFA, which is a, uh, which is like almost, let's call it a B-League. It's a B-League for the UFC. So you know how the the NBA has a D-League, you know, you got the D-League, the the, the San Pedro Lakers is the, is the D-League team for the Los Angeles Lakers. This is it. This is the LFA. Um, Michael Perez, super Michael Perez, uh, 36 years old, fighting at 125 pounds, 5'6", you know, born out of Cienfuegos, Cuba, didn't attend college, has a pro MMA record of 6-1, and one, currently on a four-win on a four fight winning streak last fight was last year but that ain't no problem that ain't no problem you know he did fight for the lfa and uh he currently is the flyweight champion of lfa that's my motherfucking boy number 58 current best mma flyweight fighter number 58 and he will be defending his title this friday against brandon moreno brandon the assassin baby moreno age 25 fighting out of Tijuana, Mexico, 5'7", 125 pounds, with a record of 14 and 5. Brandon Moreno was dropped from the UFC, and uh, he's uh, he wasn't doing too good. This should be his first fight ever since getting released from, released from the UFC. He was on a really big win streak and then lost two in a row, lost to Sergio Pettis. Any of you guys that know, that's uh, Anthony Pettis' little brother, took an L. And then he lost to this man named Alexandre, Alexandre Pantoja. What if lost that? Got cut. Now he's fighting for my boy's belt. And I'm going to tell y'all motherfuckers like this. Michael's coming for that goddamn head. God damn it. Michael Perez is a wrestler. That man will grind it out. Punch this man in his goddamn mouth and we're going to call it a day. I'll be there live. You guys can watch this on LFA. Uh, wherever the fuck you can find it. I'm not sure where you can watch LFA, but I do know that there's play. Oh, I think it's AXS TV. Feel free to go AXS TV. Um, give this shit a watch. It's going to be a good one. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we covered a lot of bases today. We talked about a few things. We laughed. We got depressed. We shit on Robert F. Kennedy. And, uh, telling you guys like this man i'm hoping to have a few more people on this podcast just you know some things just don't play out the way they're meant to or supposed to should i say so you know we roll with the punches but i promise you i'm not gonna give i'm not gonna miss a fucking week every single week i'm gonna have one of these ready for you every wednesday consistency is key i love doing this shit this shit makes me happy and i'm sure you guys enjoy it because you guys keep tuning in therefore i'll keep doing it now, the whole time me and Ferrigno have been in this room, so um, for me and Ferrigno, everybody have a good day. Stay blessed. Make sure remember, remember what uh, the anonymous person said. If you have a mental, if you have a mental illness, you are worth something, and you are worth the existence that you possess. Don't let anybody take that from you. Deuce.